Today on What Chaos, we finally get some answers to the Corey Perry drama. The Vegas Golden Knights are a difficult opponent. Does beating them make you galvanized? Speaking of galvanized, the Minnesota Wild won a game. Anyway, Max Domi has hair, and he's still a loser. Spotify is telling us which songs we're listening to? <laughs> okay. Hit like and subscribe anywhere you can. It's What Chaos. Let's go. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday, November 29th. Most importantly, Spotify Wrapped Day. Happy Spotify Wrapped Day to you and yours, those who celebrate. Peter, happy Hello. Spotify Wrapped. Thank you. Uh, you picked an incredible sweatshirt for the occasion. But I noticed as I I was just taking a, uh, I, I do a thing where I flip the camera around and take the picture of myself from the phone. Yeah. And is this not centered? Uh, it does look like it's a little bit more towards, it's favoring your left nipple. I was, so I was doing fingers to nipples and then <laughs> going like up and down. Yeah. And look, I'm touching both nipples and nice nipple placement. one is on and no, I got them where they should be. I just don't know. My nipples, I don't know if you know this about me. They're very small and they're very low. You have really low nipples. Why? What does that mean? I don't is know there like uh, like you know what they say about guys with low nipples thing? I, I'm low to the ground, so it's just like may as well make the nipples low. Oh, like oh no, like, overall they're going to be low, but you're saying like relative to the rest of your body? It, this, That's not where your nipples are. It sure is. Are you serious? Dead serious. These are where my nipples are. Schoolboy Q voice. Yeah, my nipples are you're very weird, low. Homie. Well, we get in this. Subscribe <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, I would say Pete's pointing to his nipples, but they're so low that. God. Anyway, <laughs> that's uh, Spotify Raps Talk. No, uh, it has been a chaotic week, to say the least, in the NHL. Honestly, we kind of broke the internet yesterday for a second, and Sean was asking the uh, Scott Darling clip. If you missed yesterday's episode, we had uh, Blackhawks great Scott Darling on, and he was amazing, talked about a million things, uh, but a clip of him explaining his uh, distrust of the NHL, NHLPA player assistance program was blowing up online. And Sean raised the question, like, is it, was yesterday a good or a bad day for that to come out? I don't know, because there was like the reaction that was like, wow, what what a day for the NHL for, uh, because that clip essentially was posted between the time that it was announced that Corey Perry was getting cut and the time when they had the press conference, right. the Davidson press conference. So like kind of just split the difference there. Uh, and it did, it did pick up like a ton of steam, but obviously the big story of the day was the Perry stuff and the, and the press conference. So people, a lot of the reactions were like, this should be the biggest story of the day, not Corey Perry. Yeah. I'll say this though on the Perry thing. And we had discussions about how we were going to even handle it yesterday. There's something to, spreading rumors that I think people miss the mark on sometimes where they're like, well, if I don't say that the rumor is true, I'm not spreading the rumor. And that's not what spreading rumors is. Spreading rumors is saying, hey, did you hear there's a rumor? What? And then it's, it goes into an echo chamber and it gets so big that you could tell watching that Kyle Davidson press conference yesterday, he and I'm sure his bosses were like, should we even be addressing this? We both agreed yesterday they had to address it yeah. because it had just gotten too out of hand, even though nobody of any repute was saying that it was true. But the like question was being asked so loudly. Right. And if you don't address it, you're not protecting Connor Bedard. Right. And I mean, I was like asking, like, I didn't want to know if that was true, but I also like wanted to loudly be told that it wasn't for yeah. everybody's sake. And the fact that mum was kind of the word and you weren't seeing a lot of like NHL mom insiders or anything. Word. What's that? Mom was kind mom of Mom was word. a popular yeah. word. Um, I thought it was good that the Blackhawks held that press conference. Yeah. Uh, stayed here, watched it on the, <laughs> the computer. I can't remember the last time I was like, I need to be in front of a computer to watch 
a November 28th press conference from a Western Conference hockey team, but we're a Western Conference show. It was That's the true. news du jour. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. I, I think that they handled it pretty well, and uh, there was more details that came out yesterday about um, what what happened. Um, Emily Kaplan reported that uh, during the Blackhawks trip to Columbus, there was an incident involving Perry and one of the team's employees. And that's what uh, sparked him being dismissed from the team. And that falls in line with what I had heard. Uh, And it's, it does make a little bit more sense with that context as to why the team would want to, uh, not necessarily like keep it quiet, but it, it keeps some of the details close to the chest because if it did involve a team employee and the team employee did, wanted wanted sort of privacy or, um, you know, not to be put out there, yeah, anonymity. then you, you respect that employee's wishes. So I don't know exactly like what happened. I don't know the details of it, whatever. But like you mentioned it yesterday and I saw some talk yesterday where it's like the tell us exactly what happened thing is not realistic. No, that drove me crazy. And to what you were just saying. you're not entitled to know exactly what happened either. Right. There were two rumors that were out there, and one of them was juicier than the other, and one of them sounded more like a rumor than the other. Yeah. What Kaplan, uh, like ESPN reported it like through Kaplan, uh, but said what was put out there by ESPN and Emily was in line with the other rumor. And I can't remember if we said it on this show or on another hit that we were doing together. But like, if it's not that one that's crazy, you don't necessarily even need to say it's definitely this and here's the other thing that happened. But just say, hey, on the record, God is our witness. This thing didn't happen because of all the people that it would embarrass. And then there was a lot of like follow-up and fallout of people kind of better late than never, but maybe late arriving to the, hey, this is really embarrassing for Connor Bedard. This sort of thing shouldn't be out there. And I feel like people were accidentally continuing to spread it by doing that. Like I saw a lot of people that were like, remember, this is what you did by saying blah, blah, blah. And people were responding being like, I hadn't even heard this rumor until you just brought it up right now. So it was a mess, but I think it got to be a big enough mess that Davidson had to say what he said. Sean, do you want to play what he said in case anyone didn't hear? I do want to be very clear on this one point. This does not involve any players or their families, and anything that suggests otherwise or anyone that suggests otherwise is wildly inaccurate, and frankly, it's disgusting. Davidson also noted that it wasn't a criminal thing. It sounded like, and this does happen with teams, it sounded like an HR thing. And if it's an HR thing, you are allowed to have a zero tolerance policy on things that other people might not. So I'm not speculating as to the severity of what this was, but it was something that they thought we don't want here. And remember with the Blackhawks history, maybe if this is something that another team wouldn't kick a guy off the team for, the Blackhawks probably don't fancy themselves being in the position where they can be kind of lenient. You they, know? Have zero, they have to have a zero tolerance it would be policy. Like, like, uh, it would be like if the Patriots drafted a guy and there were like big questions about uh, off-field stuff or whatever. Like Patriots aren't the team that can take those sorts of risks. The Blackhawks, I don't think, are a team that can take the risk that something going on with team employees, players, whatever... Yeah. They've stepped in it before there with how they've handled that. So I understand why they would just say, we're running from this. Right. And it's worth pointing out that the incident allegedly happened on the Wednesday. And Perry Tuesday? was... I thought it was the Wednesday. I think I it, was, it was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. That's what I saw. I could be wrong there, but either way, it was handled within a day or two. Perry was dismissed almost immediately. So like we said uh, yesterday or a couple of days ago, like... You you should give the Blackhawks some credit for handling it very quickly. Yeah, uh, sorry, I do. I did just have it right here. Uh, let me find it. Uh, blah, blah blah. Travel with the team to Columbus on Tuesday. Uh, that day, an incident occurred involving okay. a team employee. So it doesn't really matter whether it was Tuesday or Wednesday. But uh, Emily says it was Tuesday. What's important is he was on the trip. They got there. Something happened. The team pulled him from the lineup. 
and then no pun intended chaos ensued uh so again i i think that the blackhawks without knowing all the details i think that davidson came off as good yesterday yeah obviously like him crying endears himself to any human who thought yeah you know what maybe you shouldn't be putting your best young player through this uh i saw something that noted bedard's welcome to the nhl moment ended up being like hockey fans can be absolutely horrible so that sucks but i agree with that they did go out though first of all they made a trade yeah they got anthony uh, bovillier from the which kind of hilarious like at what point yesterday was Kyle Davidson working the phones to make a trade happen. <laughs> I so I I get that, but so many of these deals they already like they already have the price list because they've talked about it before. Right. Like how many times in sports uh, do deals happen early in the off season? You're like, wow, that came together quickly. They were talking about it at the trade deadline, and then they ended up doing a locker a, open hey, now. We still doing this? <laughs> yeah, but they got a free locker now. So. Was, so I mean, obviously they needed the space. I saw people campaigning to sign Phil Kessel. Yeah. I absolutely would have loved that. That would have been amazing if uh, Nick Foligno had to be teammates with Phil Kessel right after yeah. having the, is he the Jokic of the NHL conversation? But I'll tell you what, Felino was very pro Kessel in that yeah. conversation. He I mean, was like, I, it seems the guy's like, a freak. Seems like Jokic. Like, seems like Felino is very pro almost everybody. That guy, it's just like. As he said, we, we asked him, what do you do when you don't like a guy? And he said, you'll know. They know. Because I talk to everybody, and if I don't talk to you, uh, I don't like you. And then he didn't talk to us the rest of the interview. That's not true. He I loved kid. us. I can't remember if I said this on here. I said to you and Sean after, because I was giddy about it, saw Nick Foligno the day after we did that thing with them, and he was like, hey, like you're on to something. Keep doing that sort of thing. Like This is good. Mm-hmm. So shout out uh, Nick Foligno. We're going to keep having him on. I will tell you. I think that Nick Foligno might even listen to the old podcast. There's some evidence. They went out, the Blackhawks did yesterday, beat the the Cracky Boys 4-3, to three, mm-hmm. and I believe it was after the game, here was Nick Foligno talking about how the team can move on from a confusing situation. Well, and, uh, but our job here is, is the group in here now has to galvanize around this and, and you know make sure that we're holding ourselves to a high standard and understand um, how serious the Chicago Blackhawks are about that and, and the culture they want to build here. And, and we're lucky to be a part of it and, and make sure we go out there and do that each and every day. He said the G word. He did say the G word. Mm. I don't know if you guys caught that. He said that uh, they could uh, be galvanized by this. He is, his phrasing wasn't exactly how he said, like, maybe this can be a galvanizing. galvanizing. Yeah. Did he say galvanizing? I think so. Let's, let's just run the entire thing again. Question <laughs> well, and, uh, but our job here is, is the group in here now has to galvanize around this and, and you know, make sure that we're holding ourselves to a high standard and understand um, how serious the Chicago Blackhawks are about that and, and the culture they want to build here. And, and we're lucky to be a part of it and, and make sure we go out there and do that each and every day. We Galvanize. were talking. Play it again. I'm sorry. We, were, uh, we got to talk. No. Uh, so we did. So we did uh, use it as a verb. He said, and so we use it more as an adjective. We yeah, say it's galvanizing. Have, yeah, I think you have to use the ing for it to be uh, like that. Has to be a galvanizing win. Or well, I, we've done galvanized. Oh yeah, we've we've asked if teams are galvanized. Yeah. So uh, I mean, like he's on the right path. I hope the Blackhawks aren't necessarily galvanized by this, but I hope that at some point they're galvanized. As we discussed yesterday, I think we're both rooting pretty heavily for there to be good vibes with that team Yeah, for at least a little bit. 48 hours, maybe. Guys on the team are awesome. Their roster is so fun. I get just as excited by a Kevin Korchinski play or a Wyatt Kaiser play as I do a Connor Bedard play. Are there more Connor Bedard plays than Wyatt Kaiser plays? Who's to say I'm not a math guy, but they've got a lot of young, fun players. And I'll tell you what, I would tell him this to his face. I like Nick Foligno in Chicago so much more than I like Nick Foligno in Boston. I liked them both. Uh, I'm a big fan of both. I mean, I feel bad for how much, how much, uh, I critiqued the Nick Foligno signing when the Bruins signed him because it was fresh off the heels of the David Backus signing, and it felt like very much uh, cut from the same cloth. American old guy who was a captain, get him in here. And he was coming off uh, his stint in Toronto where he was clearly banged up. 
He was very ineffective. And then the first year in Boston, he was still dealing with that injury and still was pretty ineffective. And then I'll tell you what, the end of his tenure in Boston, he was a good player. And he was the e-hug. Yeah. He was the emergency. If, if one of the goalies wasn't there, you know this, Sean? If one of the goalies wasn't there for the Bruins, Nick Foligno had to give the hug after the game. I did not know that. You didn't. And I'll Just tell you. No, the, like, no, you not a Bruins podcast. The, the, <laughs> yeah. the locker room vibes while Nick Felino was in town, just like immaculate. And that's sort of why I started when people were predicting that the Bruins were going to uh, start fading away uh, before last season. Uh, the closer I got to the team in preseason, I was like, I think that this team can be good. Did I think they were going to be the best team of all time? Fuck no. But I was like, the vibes around this team are awesome. And I think a big part of it was Nick Foligno. He is amazing. And that's why I say, like, like the play, you don't need to like the contract. I'll even say I liked the contract uh, when he went to Chicago for, I think he's $4 million. For that team. Like they need to get to the floor. You not it. only you not only need that guy doing his thing, but like make him happy. Right. I don't believe in lifetime achievement awards, but I believe in saying your body of work is going to pay off in this way for us. So yeah, let's overpay you relative right. to what you're doing on the ice. I I think that's one of my my favorite things is like when a when a bad team overpays a good dude mm. where it's it's like you're nobody, saying that about Corey perry <laughs> shut up <laughs> uh when like when a guy kind of is is able to to cash in and it doesn't really matter for a team and like the fans aren't going to criticize the contract because it doesn't really matter he's the best and the blackhawks are well on their way they won a game last night uh you know who else won a game last night and is what you're going to say the Coyotes. The Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> Sean, we, we've only shown Sean once, but I have the best sight line of Sean. I know. I'm kind of jealous. So Especially, I spend like half the show smirking at Sean, whether he sees me or not. Now Look I, at, I, we, uh, we've readjusted the lighting here in the studio to give us a little bit more light. And now every time I try to look at Sean, I'm looking straight into the soul of a light that's like four feet away from me. So mm. it's tough. I can't see it. If I want to see his pretty face, I have to I, be blind. I, you know, I can't do. add myself to the screen more no hey, you there you have to do that no just kidding uh <laughs> what we should do is over there pete so diagonal for me is a guy named uh, a guy called sean depaz yeah diagonal from you we could put a monitor nay a seanitor for you to be able to see sean at all times that would be incredible or we could oh, get yeah. two mirrors that works too uh you know who else won a game last night and is galvanized or is that we're asking the question we're, we're gonna ask a question but Oh, you're going to say the, uh, the Minnesota Wilds. The Minnesota Wild won a game. Never doubt the new coach bump. Don't ask a question. Just make a statement because I'm, I'm going to forget what the question is. I'll tell you what. I uh, I watched a, a Minnesota Wild game last night. Oh, Heinze? Yeah. And is he a beaut? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it was not a good time. I did not have a good time <laughs> watching that game. I'll tell you what. I almost I almost sent a tweet, but I, I, I'm trying my best to not be a mean hockey fan or like for better or for worse, I kind of want to be liked and I don't want to piss people off. Then why were you starting those rumors about the Blackhawks earlier? Shut the, the fuck week? up. Uh, I, uh, I almost sent a tweet being like, congrats to Minnesota Wild, but like I, that's that's the last game I'm going to watch of the year. That would have been such a good tweet. <laughs> it's That team fucking sucks. It's so boring. Their offense is atrocious. They just have guys skating into each other in the offensive zone. They have no clue what they're doing. I don't know if the final score, I think the final score was, uh, was three to one the empty net goal at the end. I was praying for that game to end after the second intermission. We, I, I intentionally laid out during that entire, and that is the entire Minnesota wild conversation we're having, but I intentionally <laughs> laid out that whole time because I wanted there to be clean cuts and clean edits. We for sure have to do a social post that is uh, the wild have a new coach and like the change is on the way. Like they're winning. They got a spark. And then the clip just that team fucking sucks to watch. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> they do suck to watch. And and my favorite thing about Minnesota sports fans is that like they're born and bred in misery. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of self-awareness there for, for wild fans. Wild fans will be very quick to tell you that that franchise is extremely boring, mm-hmm. uh, that they're very mild and that it's painful to watch. Like they're not happy with the Minnesota Wild as much as anybody else is like critiquing them. What if one day we just had all Wild jerseys behind us and like all the shit was wild? It would be boring because even their branding They'd is be boring. Like, it's a drab. It's a very drab set you've got. It used yeah. to look cool. Speaking of, I'm gonna duck and lean forward. We got a first look at the uh, Kraken Heritage Classic jersey. Yeah, sneak peek. It's a sneak peek. We're, it's it's uh, called a leak. We're leaking it. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, we're leaking the Kraken. There it is. It looks good. We didn't have this conversation when it was happening, but like the the way that these jerseys were rolled out, like obviously the the Utah Jazz uh, uh, debuted them, but then they just kept popping up in the background of of like a yeah. bunch of other random weird places. And every time it happened, people would be like, "Ooh, another leak!" You can't have another leak once something has leaked. It's been leaked. That's it can a, only leak once. Uh, not true because you can plug a leak and then there's still other leaks. I know that you're saying like it remains a leaking thing. Like, yeah. like once you're leaking, you're leaking until all the leaks are gone. But you could get you could remove a leak and still have a leak. You feel me? I, I guess like in that case. But once something has been leaked in terms of like a jersey and you've seen it, it's been leaked. Uh, you know what looks like somebody leaked on a jersey? This uh, Predators jersey behind me. Yeah. They, the they, were, they were the piss stink, jersey. Man. Those jerseys stink. I, All of the Predators jerseys have pretty much stunk. They have the, Except for the Winter Classic one. The Winter Classic one was awesome. But if I can be a Brooklyn Islanders uh, apologist again and say about the Predators what I say about that uh, Islanders jersey, it's all about what's on the inside. There is they, they have the piano thing in there. I, I don't care. Like, nobody sees that. So, you know what? I'm going to name drop uh, a guy who, similar body to you. Uh, there's a guy. Dwayne the, the Rock Johnson? Yes. On the St. Louis Blues called Tory Krug. And okay. One time, I don't know how this came up or what. He showed me a suit. He was He was like, hey, check this out. And he opened up the inside lining of his suit. And there was like... Uh, like music staves and stuff and all these cool music things. And I was like, is that Krug a music guy? I don't, I never understood him to be like, I, he wasn't one of the guys that I would talk music with. Most of the players that I would talk music with, I think didn't want me to talk music with them. (laughs) That sounds right. I was more talking music to them. No, you know who I would talk music with back in the day was uh, Blake Wheeler. Oh, big Steely Dan guy. Okay. Uh, I would talk about Steely Dan and Kanye West with him. Oh, and like, well, one of those things is good. I mean, if we're talking about musically, well, yeah, both well, are unbelievable. I'm saying in terms of like public perception. I do you still play Inc- Kanye West, <laughs> including Steely Dan, Kanye West, and Blake Wheeler. One of those things is good uh, in terms of public per- perception. Do you still put on Kanye West? I yeah, I don't. I do. I feel weird about it. I don't. And I don't judge. Like I I think that there's a the separate the art from the artist. Once it's out there, it's ours. Well, Kanye it's not stuff theirs. is too, like. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy is one of the best rap albums of all time. So I'm of not. Course. I'm not leaving that. But you could. But you, if you could do the like. Oh well, I'm just like a fan of Jeff Basker's production. And, I'm. Uh, I'm on the Stephen A. Smith train. It's okay. He's in jail. We can. We can talk. We can play it. I love uh, uh, <laughs> Pete Blackburn. I love them. Pete Blackburn on Kanye West's songs. I love them. <laughs> He's the his pivot to just full horn town. Absolutely. I want to know like what the conversations are like in the ESPN offices or in like the the higher ups as to like how do we handle this? Because this guy is not only being horny on Maine, he's being horny on his on his show. Right. He's being like, horny on our behalf. Yeah, like, right. The horniness of Stephen A. Smith is representing the views of ESPN. Which right. And like famously, they like to control the messaging. Wait, no, and I thought I thought the sh- his own like the Stephen A. Smith show was a different like not an ESPN production. Oh, it's guy really. It, I-, I thought it was like its own. 
separate it, thing. Maybe its own thing, but like Stephen A. Smith is well, yeah, ESPN. I'm, yeah, I'm still surprised that the mouse allows him to it's get away with old, it. It's uh, the old, you didn't watch Entourage, which is such a pleasant surprise. I uh, did watch Did you watch Entourage? I watched a season and a half for two seasons of Entourage. And you were like, that's my fill. I've yeah. seen enough boobs for the day. Yeah, that's right. If I wanted to see boobs, I'd look at my own... <laughs> My own, my low, own nipples. low nipples. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if, if I my wanted low sags. hanging stuff and nipples, <laughs> I would. Uh, I would. I have myself. Thank you very much. Uh, anyway, it's the old uh, Vince can't do Medellin because he's Aquaman and the James studio. James Cameron and the studio and everything. They're like, it's not a scheduling conflict. It's a you're Aquaman. You can't be doing blow on the screen, even if it's not as Aquaman. What if he was playing Pablo Escobar, though, and he was like, and put on these flippers right quick. <laughs> I'm Aquaman doing blow. I don't know anything about superheroes, but I think that they'd probably be better if they were on cocaine. I mean, have you seen The Boys? I feel like that's basically the whole. DJ would hate The Boys. Oh, I didn't do. DJ I mean, would hate I, I haven't the really boys. watched The Boys, but I just, based on my understanding of it. I watched the first like the season, season and a half of The Boys. Mm. Uh, it's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's entertaining, but it's a lot. You're like, if I wanted a lot of boys, I have my Spotify wrapped. Oh, really? No, We're, we are going to do our Spotify yeah. wrapped in a little bit. Uh, but uh, first, I got to tell you a, a personal tale. This was from before we even knew young, beautiful Sean. We're going to start calling you beautiful Sean because you are inside now. This way. Yeah. <laughs> What if hockey bros, hockey bros went from like calling people like buttes and beauties to be like, oh, you know, Willie, he's beautiful. <laughs> he is inside. No, no. Before we even knew Sean, we were coming up with the set for this lovely show. And our friend Eric said, why don't you, have you ever checked out FOCO? They've got all these bobbleheads and everything. And I don't know about you, Pete. I was like. Well, I'm not really like a collector. Yeah. I'm not like a... I, is, we is it, is we it wanted to like avoid having the set be like the man cave. Right. Uh, like just I, like overcrowded and shit like that. So we were we had a lot of uh, resistance. Trepidation to... to yeah. but j just because like it's, it's not what we've been. Like I don't have like a treasure trove of all these things. And while I love stuff like that, it's like when I was first getting into soccer where I'm like, I'm probably too late, right? Like I can't get my first collectible at age 35 and eric said yeah i hear all that but like th that's not what the foco experience is like it's not like talking down to people and saying hey i've got this thing whatever like just go to the website type in something you like and see what comes up so i was like yeah okay well yeah we we'll, we'll, we'll listen to you because we really trust eric yeah you texted me later in the night and you were like, hey, do you ever go to that Foco website? And I said, not yet. I'm looking forward to it. And you said, you should do that right now <laughs> because I've typed in a few things I like. And not only do they have stuff, they have the best stuff. They have like weird shit. Within about an hour, we had sent each other <laughs> 5 million messages about all these incredible yeah, they're collectibles. So if you are a collector, they're great to add to your collection. But if you just want to have something cool as something to toss on the coffee table yeah. or a centerpiece for whatever, we were like, we were in such a take my money situation. I know. We were like, we also have to be getting other things, but we just want to order everything they have. We if did you're the hardest watching, 180 that you've ever seen in your life in the span of like 25 minutes. We're like, ah, we don't want to do bobbleheads. And then 25 minutes later, we had a list of 24 bobbleheads that we wanted for the studio. So you can see right now we've got Leon Drysaddle in the middle. He's being flanked by what a line this is, by the way. What a ridiculous line. Yeah, it's a ridiculous Drysaddle line. between Matthews on the left and Ovechkin on the right. Don't tell me what to do. This is America. It's a free country. <laughs> that line would, I mean, that honestly just like would be an Oilers line. I mean, it wouldn't make a lot of sense, but it's, I, I would love it. But look at those collectibles. They're not the only ones we have. We've got a special guest on the show tomorrow, and we showed off a collectible uh, related to him that uh, we threw out there. But look at this. That one's incredible. Like, Sean, can we, like, I mean, my God. This is a patriotic gritty, and did people get gritty fatigue at some point? Probably, sure. I'm never going to tire of this, though. It's incredible. I am on FOCO's website each and every day 
looking to see what else they have because they keep adding new things that are relevant to our interests. I heard that you went to 22,000 stores and you just put up uh, FOCO on each of them. Well, what I learned was that FOCO's website was really, and I got to check, it's FOCO.com, right? Let's, uh, oh boy, yes, is it, it is. Yeah. I, you know where I went? F-O-C-O.com. You know where I went to check? My bookmarks. I'm just kidding. Do you bookmark anything? No. If I were to bookmark anything. I'm a huge bookmark guy. You are? Oh, yeah. I'm a big bookmark guy for like natural stat trick, daily face off, all those. So I'm like a, I'm like a, an analog bookmark guy. You know what I'm talking about? Like you type into the browser? No. Like I will uh, laminate pieces of paper. (laughs) Oh, my God. And tie little strings to the end of them. And I'll say like, check this out. Like I'll toss it. Like if I want to remember to use my computer, just stick a little bookmark (laughs) in it. Close it. Uh, I want you to go to foco.com and experience what we've all experienced, which is honestly, I know that you're going to buy stuff, but if you're saying, oh, I'm on a budget, blah, 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 like here's how I'm going to trick you into it. Just go to the website and browse. You'll smile. You'll see things that remind you of yesteryear, of your team's future, your favorite mascots. You'll giggle at how fun some of these things are. And yeah, you are going to buy them. But when you do it, uh, use chaos for 10% off all non-presale or sale items. And let me tell you, you are going to have a blast on there just as we have. Uh, Leon Drysaddle is right there. He is now on a team, Pete, that has won three games in a row for the second time this season. Do we ask if they're galvanized? I think you were already doing it. I've asked like four times yeah, this episode. No. Uh, no, they're not galvanized because even though they won their third straight game last night, against they, the sure, good, they sure made it an adventure. Hey, it was the it, people forget this. This was a rematch of the Western Conference Finals. You were saying before the show you didn't know who played in the Western Conference Finals. It was the Oilers <laughs> and the Knights. You love doing it. They that. played last night. <laughs> you love Sorry, doing a little, that. little inside baseball. Pete was telling me he doesn't know any of the guys in the league. Well, we already know that. We did the guess that coyote and we didn't get at either of any of them. I know they put that clip out there. I would even recut it like every day. And just keep repurposing it. It's so good. My pal, uh, Johnny Lazarus, who we met at the hockey house. Very uh, nice guy. uh, He texted me yesterday and was like, it's so mean that they cut that clip where you guys couldn't guess any Coyotes players. And I was like, that wasn't mean. That was hilarious. No, and I requested right after, please make this a weekly thing. (laughs) I promise I'm not going to look up the guys on the team. And if you need a way of checking, ask Sean. He tells us to do Coyotes shit. And we're (laughs) like, maybe later, bud. (laughs) I do want to go to the. We are going to go. To, Sean's looking at me right now, like brandishing things. Arizona Coyotes have beaten two of the best teams in hockey over the last few days. Michael Carcone scored two goals last night. They are galvanized. That who, should be. Who the are the two teams that they beat? They beat the Golden Knights. Clearly not one of the best teams in okay, hockey because well, they, they lost to the defending Edmonton Stanley Oilers. Cup champions. And then they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning last night, three to one. Puck line hit. Thank you very much. I think the so I did say in our group text. The whole galvanized conversation started by the Leafs beating the Lightning. I think that the Lightning are an acceptable team to beat to qualify for being. If you have a good win or even a uh, an eventful win against the Lightning, we can ask the question. Therefore, if you have an eventful win against the Knights, and who's to say that last night's Oilers-Knights game was eventful? But I thought it was, it given was that eventful. the Oilers uh, overcame the loss of, I'm trying to think, uh, they, they, they were playing against a team that wouldn't quit because the other team kept coming back and tying the score <laughs> despite how well the Oilers were playing. What a way to spin Three it. times. They, they were playing against a team that three times tied the score, even on consecutive shots when trailing by two was their opponent in that situation and tied it. They overcame that one in a shootout again against the defending Stanley Cup champion on the tail of an end of a back to back. And they also went to an overtime and a shootout the previous night. So that is fair. So I, I obviously that's not a galvanizing one. That's like a Jesus Oilers. And I, right. one of my notes as I was watching the game was this feels like a game. They're actually not going to blow like in the third, in the first 10 minutes of the third period, I was like, they are not leaking chances right now. Like this, honestly, I, I've never seen this from the Oilers this season. It feels like 
they've taken control of a game and they're like, all right, now it's winning time. Yeah, I, I will say, like, I was pretty impressed. But they allowed back to back goals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like they they definitely. But the, the Colasar goal, the tying goal was nasty where he was on the doorstep with a tip uh, out of midair. That was a sick tip. Like not much you can do there other than, I guess, cover him on mm -hmm. the doorstep. Doesn't but, sound like the Oilers. Right. Uh, I, was a I was impressed by how good their offense looked. And like obviously their defense is not going to be amazing. But the Golden Knights are a very structurally sound defensive team. And I know they're missing a couple guys uh, on the back end. But like. Still, that is a well-coached team. It's a structured team. And the Oilers kind of had their way with them for most of the game. And yeah. like they were they were running free. And so, yeah, like the Knights are on a tail end of a back-to-back. -back. Uh, they're on a road trip right now um, in Western Canada. So, like, you know, it take the good with the bad, but like they're they're st middle Canada. Sorry. Uh, ah. And they're they take the good with the bad, but like the Oilers are winning winning games even and even if they're not pretty. They need to win every single game. They are the ultimate case right now of they don't ask how. Right. They ask how many, and we haven't had to ask how many because the number has been so low for the Oilers points-wise that, like, just keep stacking wins. I do want to note, did he allow four goals? Yes. But as you noted, they weren't all terrible. I thought that Stu Skinner was really good in overtime and in the shootout. And baby steps, man. Like, give me something he looked good. Uh, I'm laughing because I'm remembering uh, a they did like a Movember I, yeah. segment on him in the middle. We haven't they, talked about the, this. We haven't talked. Yeah, the the, oh, the Oilers broadcast and like specifically the intermission reports with uh, Gene, uh, John Shannon, and I forget the third guy's name. But he he's like the most Italian looking guy. I've in never the world. been interested in learning any of this. <laughs> he's like the most Italian guy looking guy in the world. Uh, that is the most electric intermission show in the entire nhl it is the best it's can't miss tv uh, it is it's the best it's just like the best dudes rock intermission show of all time and gene uh doing like one-on-one -on -one interviews and just goofing around the whole time he was basically interviewing Stu skinner's uh mustache for 20 minutes they put subtitles on <laughs> Stu skinner's mustache it's the best uh i love them uh so and of all the one of the things that I've noticed, oh, one of the things ahead. that I've noticed about like their intermission shows is that they will do very drawn out segments. Like they'll do straight up ten to fifteen minute segments, and then immediately go back to the game. So Whoa. like I love that. So, so like Oilers no broadcast on Sportsnet, Mwah, Chef's kiss. I don't say this as a this is good thing, but of all of the sports broadcasts, to not include women. That one seems like the farthest from including a woman. Oh, yeah. Like, like I said, it's it's in, the entire premise it's of three that old intermission guys, show is dudes rock. It's three old guys who, if you had told me that has been their intermission report for the last <laughs> 200 years. <laughs> yeah. And they're not all that old, but just like the end. And I'm not saying that like they're doing a sexist show or anything, but like that doesn't seem even close to with the time like i said they're not saying anything offensive but like i bet no one has even thought on that broadcast to be like uh there's a lot of like let's say sameness <laughs> i this. haven't even thought of a woman being included in that broadcast because it's just perfect don't mess with it <laughs> i love not saying you know but it's not the, uh, somebody in the chat said uh oh Horrible. it's qp hi qp uh Louis DeBrusque. No, Louis DeBrusque is the color guy. Yeah. I'm talking about the intermission report at the desk. The And I, if you're watching these games, as we are, we're doing it on ESPN Plus. There were, you, so you could hop around to watch other games. I don't change the channel when the Oilers go to intermission. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I, like I said, I it's still haven't best. learned anybody's names. I'm just like, wow, this is amazing, huh? Uh, let's get to Leafs. Yeah, Leafs had a crazy Leafs, game Leafs, Panthers, night. uh... We've been told that our show swears too much. Kind of badasses. Uh, hope you didn't watch that game last night then, if you don't like swearing, because people were swearing up a storm. You had Sheldon Keefe screaming at his players, being like, God, I hate my players. You had Paul Maurice scream, not screaming at the refs, but casually being like, fuck off. That one's so much better. That, that one's hilarious. If you're doing Maurice, if you're picking Maurice or Keith here, what do you where are you going? Uh Paul Maurice. Paul Maurice is is just like 
the best uh, personality behind a bench uh, that's not John Tortorella in the NHL. I sent that to you guys. I sent that clip to you guys with uh, the Little Mermaid. Daddy, I love him. <laughs> I love uh, Paul Murray so much. He is the best. Uh, but that the clip of uh, Keith Sheldon Keith that we showed didn't even include the one of Tyler Bertuzzi. He was in Tyler. He was like basically down Tyler Bertuzzi's eardrum. Yeah. Like his tongue may have been washing his eardrum with how close he was. Just And Tyler Bertuzzi was hearing none of it. Had had no time for Sheldon Keefe reaming him out last night. Well, he's got long hair. Oh, there it is. There it is. Hell yeah. Just. <laughs> and I hate you. I wish you. I wish. I, I think you're no good and you're rotten. I wish you'd get out of here. Get off the team. Bob Stoffer is the other Oilers intermission guy. Thank you to, uh, to Cam in the chat. Sean, you know who that guy was reminding me of? The guy in. Uh, Sean and I are Letterkenny heads. Sorry, Pete. Yeah. Uh, the coach in Letterkenny that's always screaming at the Fucking two Fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Which I, I don't believe that guy. I, I don't buy that guy as a coach is at that, all. Is that the guy oh, who no, kicks no. The, the trash, the trash can? Yeah. Okay, like, I know that clip. Oh, fucking embarrassed. Like, <laughs> oh. I don't know why I'm doing my Trent Frederick. He voice. talks about his wife Barb leaving him all the time. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of uh, a lot of sort of animosity in that uh, in that Maple Leafs Panthers game last night. Not just on the benches, uh, Max Domi and Sam Bennett got in a fight, and uh, Sam Bennett kicked the shit out of Max Domi. And then Max Domi had the audacity to to make fun of Sam Bennett for being bald. He uh, he did the old like running the hands through the through the hair thing to mock Sam Bennett for being bald, which. Not the move to pull after you get your ass kicked in a fight, but also not the move to pull with Sam Bennett because Sam Bennett is a good-looking bald dude. Like, he makes bald work, and I think that a big part of it is he has some of the best facial hair in the entire NHL. And this kind of goes to what we were talking about yesterday when we were breaking down the Patrick Kane uh, edition for the Red Wings. These are guys making... If you're in the NHL, you're making high hundreds of thousands of dollars to millions of dollars if sam bennett in most cases is bald the chances are it is a choice on his part so i find like that weird too and like he's committed to being bald it's not like he's holding on he he shaves right. it close so he's got he's got like the clean look and you know he like i said he just makes bald work for him and i respect that uh and it's not like fucking max domi is the head and shoulders spokesperson over here he's not 10 out of 10 up top so it seems like a, a lot of copium going on for max domi after getting his ass handed to him in a fight uh two things what's copium like uh, it's what people say like opium but copium like like your cope coping yeah interesting i'm always excited that, that was like a 50-50 thing. I'm always excited when I hear a word I don't know. Um, I know it was from a kid in high school. He would always raise his hand if he heard a word he didn't know. And he'd be like, what does that word mean? Can you spell it? He'd write it down. And then shout out uh, Phil Z. He knew all these words. He got like a perfect score on his SATs as go. a result of this. But when you said copium, I was like, this is probably slang? Yeah. It's slang. It's like a meme thing. It's a. Uh, it's when you see a copium meme. It's usually they got like the gas mask over the <laughs> over the face, and it's uh, just inhaling copium. Uh, the other was I was going to say is Head and Shoulders the shampoo of choice if you want to be a I've got great hair spokesperson. I was initially going to say no, but Troy Polamalu was Henrik Lundqvist as well. Lundqvist. Yeah. yeah. So they pick people with amazing hair. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is the big one now. Really? Yeah. How's how are we going on Patrick Mahomes' hair? Nah, he fine. said, he, uh, I don't special. know if you watched the quarterback thing, but he talked about how he wanted to braid his hair. But, quote, I don't think Head and Shoulders would be too happy about that. Ooh. I don't think who? Head and Shoulders. Like, he wouldn't, he couldn't really change his hair because he was getting that check from Head and Shoulders. Well, wow. I mean, like, braiding your hair doesn't make you yeah. have bad hair. Well, no, but you can't, re you can't really wash your hair if you have braids in. So you can't really be selling Head and Shoulders shampoo if you're not using it. Uh, oh, speaking of the Chiefs, did you see the uh, follow-up on uh, people having a meltdown online about yeah. the kid who did the thing? Uh, shout out Pablo Torre, whose work I am really just like loving and more and more each day. He's killing it these days. Uh, he said that we've reached the Vegas residency stage yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Uh, of outrage. Twitter like race policing yeah. where people... 
Sean, did you see the how, what people said about Dan Lebetard? No. So Dan Lebetard note he was like half the kid's face was painted black, half the kid's face was painted red, and he was saying you should not be doing black face or red face. And yes, I think the kid was very young. He was very young. So like you, of course, forgive the kid for not knowing it, but you shouldn't be painting a face these colors. Somebody on the other side of the aisle found, I don't know if it was Darth Maul. Who no, was it, was, it was Kane, the wrestler. Kane. So uh, for a costume, yeah. it was Kane. Yeah. So he had red and black face paint on. People were like, well, you did it. God. It's, I, I thought the- There's Nothing the, worse than when racist people are like trying to find a way that somebody who is against racism was being racist. I, uh, I, I, I'm glad that I like missed the boat on the, the chief's kid for the most part. I, it's, it, uh, he's a kid. It's bad parenting uh, for, for the most part, but it's like, don't, don't destroy this kid's life. Mm. Well, uh, we didn't put the cap on the Maple Leafs Panthers game, which was a wild end to the shootout where we thought Evan Rodriguez scores the game winner for Florida. Yeah. It's over. Everybody gets off the ice. And, buddy, they are off the ice for kind of a while. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, like, half the, half the arena was in the concourse. And Joseph the, Wall. Yeah, I like, know. He was, got the hell out the of there. The goalie thought he lost, did the I'm out of here thing, left. And, and, like, the Panthers were already in the locker room, basically. Apparently, uh, upon returning to the bench, one of the Panthers players said, yelled very loudly, only in Toronto. Which, love that move, but also it was the right call. Um, you can see on the replay that it, the, the initial shot was clearly saved off the pad. And it, it was tough to see, but a great catch by the, the officiating crew. I'm glad they got it right, even if it resulted in an extra point for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they got it right. I've never seen that before in my life, though. I did. Uh, I wanted Jordan Horowitz, uh, film producer, to be the one that was like... Maple Leafs, Maple Leafs. It says Maple Leafs. Get up here. Get up here. No, 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 oh, no, right. no, no. Yes, yeah, you yeah. won. Sean, you ever seen Moonlight? I have not. You ever seen La La Land? I have not. That's yeah, you haven't no. seen La La Land. No. Are you You're a musical guy? I kind of right? have a, a, a moral objection to La La Land. Really? Mainly just because it's like everyone was freaking out about it, and I'm just like, ah. oh no, watch La La Land, man. That movie rules. And I've heard if it's you good. like musicals, you'll like La La Land. Wow. So I get why you had a moral objection to, to fill anybody in as to why we're talking about this. There was a thing at the Oscars uh, a few years ago where yeah. La La Land. One best picture, but an old guy just didn't know how to read and said La La Land for some reason. And then La La Land was up there celebrating. One of the producers realized, wait a second, this, I'm looking at the card. It says Moonlight won. So Moonlight came up and it was this big thing and Moonlight was an upset winner. Anyway, it's funny that you would have an objection to it because initially there was like one week where it came out. We saw like a sneak peek or something and La La Land is a great movie. Yeah. We both loved it. And after about a week started the, oh, everybody likes this. Here's what it says about you. And here's why you can't like it and all these things. So most of the conversation ended up being like, La La Land sucks. I do not think La La Land sucks. No, I love La La Land. La La Land rocked. Yeah. Uh, but see both of them. See Moonlight. Yeah. You're, I, I you're far enough removed it. that you could watch it and like make up your mind. Yeah. La La Land was on TV the other day. I watched uh, the scene where they're at the pool party. Oh, that, and, that scene uh, rocks. Emma Great. Stone sees Ryan Gosling and she says, you know what I'm going to do? Fuck with him. Fuck with that guy. <laughs> yeah. She fucks with him. Yeah, it's fucks with him. She fucks with him. It's incredible. Uh, uh, so yeah. that's that. Uh, worth pointing out, the Maple Leafs picked up the win last night. But you know what they didn't pick up? A regulation win. Because yes. they don't have many of those. They have exactly as many of those as... The San Jose Sharks, the worst team that in the NHL. Crazy. The Maple Leafs have five regulation wins. The San Jose Sharks have five regulation wins. So, way to go, Toronto. Frauds. Are, Fraud alert. So, they are tied points-wise with the Red Wings and the Lightning. Uh, the Lightning have played three more games than the Leafs. So, I guess they're in. the Leafs are in okay standing. They're tied for third, fourth-ish in the... Atlantic, but if they get into any sort of tiebreaker situation, they are asking for trouble. Yeah. 
Got to get those regulation and overtime wins, bruhs. Uh, we promised some Spotify wrapped. Oh, yeah, true. Let's see our Spotify. Uh, just uh, also worth pointing out, uh, we made a mistake yesterday uh, talking about Patrick Kane saying that his first game would be against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. The uh, Red Wings play tonight against the New York Rangers. Patrick Kane was on the ice this morning in that number 88. Daniel Sprong, very generous coward. of him. <laughs> coward. Uh I would How, not give my number to Patrick Kane. Kind of hilarious that Patrick Kane's, the t- first two games that he's eligible to play in for the Red Wings are his two former teams, the Rangers and then the Blackhawks. So we'll see when he makes his debut, but he was on the ice this morning. Hmm. All right, let's get these wraps up there. We got him. What do you want first? Your uh, artist or the What do you think? Yeah, artists? throw up uh, all three of our top artists. All right. So Pete's got, I could see the 1975. Yep. Taylor. Yep. Uh, Bare Naked Ladies. That would be Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Uh, Four is is that Bare Naked Ladies? (laughs) Follow Boy. And then Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, Bare Naked Ladies must have been number six. Mm -hmm. Just on the uh, the cutoff. I've got uh, the Beatles at number one. And I should note, mine is skewed, and we can explain in a minute why it's skewed. I have the Beatles number one. I have Taylor Swift number two, which is very skewed. Number three, Bruce Springsteen. I had a huge Springsteen year. Really got all the way into him. Love him. Four, Father John Misty. Five, Talking Heads. So we return to some, I would say those final two and number one definitely makes sense for me. Sean, who you got? Uh, I've got Drake, Travis Scott, Don Tolliver, Baby Keem, Lil Uzi Vert. Drake has been my number one artist every single year that they have done Spotify rap. Wow. Hilarious. I yeah. like Baby Keem on there. I love Baby Keem. I love Don Tolliver. Not really sure how Lil Uzi ended up on there. I was... I would have bet a lot of money that SZA was going to be in my top five, and for some reason she wasn't. I didn't um, like that album. The SZA's last album? Yes. I I wasn't so much that I liked that album. There was a handful of songs that I abused, and then I love Control, like that album. So I go back to that album all the time. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this, though. You So you brought up the little Uzi Vert thing. Yes. Do you have... Could he be a comes on at the end of a playlist sort of thing? Well, as I was explaining to you, I think there was a, a one situation where I put an album on at the beginning of a flight and fell asleep. And so the album played on repeat for like four straight hours. Mm. Um, but I don't I just don't I don't know. I don't really feel like I listen to him that much. His new album was not really like my kind of music. He's got mm. a lot of like punk rock on it uh, which like i like in the right circumstance we're talking paramore type thing but not when it's coming from Lil Uzi Vert. uh the reason mine is so skewed is because in the last year uh i played in a 60s band and i did a surprise cover of and very faithful cover of the entire taylor swift eras tour so I had to learn songs, which is why I listened to so much Taylor Swift. When I opened the Spotify rap thing, I had a fucking video of Taylor Swift being like, hey, thank you for supporting me and telling people why my songs are so creative and good and clever. And I was like, what is this? Oh, I got that from SZA, which is, again, why I'm surprised she's oh, not tight. in my top five. That's cool, though. Yeah, you got a video from awesome. SZA. I got yeah. a video from fucking Taylor Swift, dude. I Sounds like a lot SZA. of copium coming from your end. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, do we have the? Uh, do we want to get on the pl- uh, playlist? Yeah, drop the uh, the. Who do we want to start songs? With? Let's do. Uh, let's do Pete's. Okay. All right. All right. So what do you got? Uh, I, well, I mean, it's it's a lot of 1975 at the top, and then my second my second most played song is "Need You" by Penny and Sparrow, which I've sent to you probably like 600 times. Just because it's so funny, it's the two verses in that song are literally just describing the plots of two A twenty four horror movies with Midsommar and uh, and uh, Hereditary. So like that song is just like it's it's a lovely lovely love song, but it's just describing the plots of two of the most fucked up movies you'll ever see in your life, which I find very funny. Uh, and then. Like, I don't have any problems with, with like, any of the... I don't have any really, like, strange outliers of songs that, like, how did this get here? Natasha Natasha Bedingfield, Love Like This, is probably the most random one, just in terms of, like, how the hell did that get on there? But mm-hmm. I love that song. So, uh, yeah. And that's not, like, the Faith Evans song, right? How does Love Like This go? Not that I never knew there was a Love Like This before. It's not that song. No. Right? Okay. Uh, and... Yeah, there's a good mix in there. Um, 
I'll say that what stands out to me here is uh, I love at number nine, I think, you have uh, Planes. You have Line of Sight, which yeah. is a great song on that Planes album, Jess Williamson and uh, Katie Crutchfield. You know how it did, uh, you know how in the Spotify Wrapped, it gives you like a location where it's like you would identify with a lot of people in this location? Yeah. I got Cambridge, Massachusetts. Because apparently a lot of people in Cambridge, Massachusetts love planes. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That is some big... San Marcos, Texas. Really? Which is, I, like, I didn't even know it was a place. I saw... I think the I don't most know popular, where they me. I think the most popular one that I saw was people getting Burlington, Vermont. Oh, actually, now that I think about it, San Marcos, Texas is like near Houston. And that's where both Travis Scott and yeah. Oliver are from. So that makes sense. Yeah. I think a lot of people got Burlington, Vermont this year. I also love that you have uh, sugar. We're going down very high. Oh yeah. That was like one of your more, it's like how, uh, how Mr. Brightside still charts full circle here. I, I got back into follow boy after the all-star game last year. Hell yeah. Uh, the, after the NHL all-star game, because follow boy was the musical guest. And, uh, I just like, was like, damn, I forgot how much I liked Fall Out Boy, and then I just listened to him for the rest of the year. I was so embarrassed. The other day, someone asked me uh, who the lead singer of Fall Out Boy was, and I was totally stumped. Really? Get it? Yeah, Patrick Stump. You nice. didn't get it. Did you get it? I, I got it when you said got it. Get yeah. it? And I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. Uh, Man of the Year, banger. Man School of the Boy Year Q. might be my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite rap songs of all yeah, time. Schoolboy Q is one of the best yes. live performers I've ever seen. Also, I've tried to get that album on vinyl. We've made it, two Schoolboy like, Q references It's today. like $700. <laughs> really? Yeah. It, apparently, they just didn't make them or something because I tried to get that oh. album on vinyl and it is so expensive. That happens. That was happening with some Chance the Rapper stuff where like people want to get like Acid Rap or 10 Day or something and it just wasn't pressed. Yeah. But some people had done a couple of them and they're a bajillion dollars. Uh, you want to pull up mine? All right, I've got... So again, I played in a 60s band, so I had to learn uh, a bunch of songs. So I guess my most listened to song in 2023 was Daydream Believer by the Monkees. Truthfully, I have no problem with that because <laughs> that is one of the best songs ever. But like, Happy Together, God Only Knows. God Only Knows is the greatest song possibly of all time. But I wasn't listening to that because I was like, you know what? It's time to fire up some. It's not Wilson better than Pickett. Only God Knows Why by Kid Rock. That's true. So of all these songs, keep scrolling. I'll tell you when it gets to something I actually was bumping. Lost in the Woods by Jonathan Groff from the Frozen 2 soundtrack. <laughs> Shout out my nephew who was watching that movie. And I was like, yo, what's this song? Shut up, nephew. This is the best thing I've ever heard. I played it at a gig. Totally screwed it up, but I'm obsessed with that song. Uh, Dance Hall Domine by The New Pornographers. Incredible song. It's from a few years ago, but I just found out about it this year. Amazing. Uh, what else? I'll tell you what. I had to listen to The Last Great American Dynasty because I was learning it. Good song. But that's one of the best Taylor Swift songs. So I'm, I'd be okay with that being on there anyway. Uh, and also... The last one I'll say definitely belongs on there is Hospital by Madison Cunningham, which I think is from late 2022. But she is obviously a monster guitarist, but this is such a good song. It's embarrassing that for some reason my own song, Baseball Manager, is on there. <laughs> I don't know why I listened to it so many times on Spotify that it would uh, be on there. If anybody knows the story of that song, I wrote it and recorded it and turned it around very quickly. So I don't get why there would be a part of last year where I was playing it a bunch. I really wish that you've got to play. I it. really wish that your top artist on Spotify was yourself. That would be so fucking funny. That'd be I would just post it with like, believe in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean, what do we got? Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed about yours, Pete, is that we have one crossover in Johnny Dang. Oh, oh, Johnny that Dang. Goes that song insane. is awesome. <laughs> that song is insane. Do you know Johnny Dang? I don't think I do. That song is awesome. I can't even remember. Who's it by? Um, why am I blinking on his name? Uh, it's something Mexican. Is Mexican it Mexican OT? OG? The Mexican OT. OT? Okay, yeah. yeah. And Paul Wall. Yeah. And uh, Paul Wall's verse goes insane in it. Yeah. Um, but my list that song's is, a lot of fun. My list is a lot of a lot of Drake, a lot is a lot of uh, Don Tolliver. A lot of Baby Keem, a lot of Travis Scott. Fuck yeah. Um, couple of random, like, first off, People by Libyanka. Okay. One of the best songs I've heard in my entire life. 
Um, I love Untitled Unmastered making your top 25. Oh, yeah. I, I love Kendrick like yeah. so much. I wasn't crazy about his last album, so there's not a whole lot of Agreed. it in here. Yeah, same. Um, a lot of Drake. I'm a big, I'm a big, like, not a big, but I would say more than your average American, like a big grime guy, a lot of British rap. I love it. Uh, but th this is the big outlier. It's Never Ending Song by Conan Gray. I don't know if you know it. It uh, sounds long. It is a banger. It is my favorite. Never an ending incredibly song short song. Actually, well. it is two and a half minutes long for a never ending song. Wow. Uh, but yeah. Did you have, you have family ties queued up? Hell yes. Oh, yeah. That was the last thing I was listening to it on on uh, on shuffle. That's such a good song. Uh, I'd uh, I was going to throw up a fake out. Here's my playlist and it was just going to be raw i love by lena solmark i would love to see his wrapped also uh, like before we go don't be the person that is like oh, nobody cares about your spotify wrapped I thing care. because i care i, I genuinely I care spot i've i've learned that spotify wrapped has been around long enough that i've gone from caring about it to not caring about it and generally you know this even if i feel it deep in my bones i try to not be a don't tell me about this thing you like. Like the Taylor Swift truly is the only case in which I'm like, hey, you want to be in a cult? Do it on your own time. <laughs> right. It's like, just don't, I mean, don't make your, don't make anything your entire personality. Yeah. But, you know, don't be the person that poo poos on, uh, like, I think it's, it's a fun thing to do and we all look forward to it. Uh, maybe it's annoying that it just dominates your entire timeline or whatever on one day of the year, but it's one day of the year. Shut the fuck up. Just let people enjoy things. Let people, promote like what they've enjoyed for the past just, year like, i'm genuinely interested in what people like and uh, and being surprised oh, by some of the lists speaking of i meant to note uh i was i did find which 1975 songs you were banging to be pretty uh, bumping i don't think you were having sex with the songs but what you do in your own with your own nipples is your business <laughs> uh i didn't see part of the band up high uh no i'm not a big part of the band guy ah that yeah. was so that was my favorite song on that album i do love that song uh another song that's missing and we will talk about it on tomorrow's episode with a very special guest there must be some sort of time cut off because while i am not a big drake guy one song has gotten me has like made me a Drake fan and it's Rich Baby Daddy i can't i don't think that we would have talked about it on this show at any point but I have played that song by myself here, everywhere, in my car, on a train, on a plane, Sam I Am shit. I'm going full Sam I Am on that song. It is one of my favorite hooks ever. I can't stop listening to it. So when I saw my Spotify wrapped, even though I've only been listening to this song for like a month, month and a half, it wasn't on there. I was like, this is a fucking lie then. You got, I mean, you got to do a lot of work. And, and uh, I believe the cutoff for Spotify wrapped is like uh, either beginning of November or end of October. So it's like not until now. So you probably missed the cutoff there. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I'm sorry about it. All Maybe right. next year, pal. Uh, before we go, I want to give my star. Yeah. Uh, my star is Brendan Smith of the New Jersey Devils because he had one hell of a night last night. The Devils got banged up. Uh, during that game against the Islanders. And this is the first time I've ever seen this happen during a game. They sat Brendan Smith in the middle of the bench and like shift by shift, Lindy Ruff came up and told him whether he was playing forward or defense. And he basically alternated the game playing, playing up and playing back. He also kicked the shit out of Anders Lee, bloodied up his face quite a bit. Uh, so Brendan Smith had one hell of a game uh, against the Islanders last night. So I wanted to give him. him a quick little shout out. I always liked him. I, I like him in the sense that, like, he's carved out a career from for himself. Bottom so of the roster player, but, like, the, sticks the, around. He's that example. I'm pretty sure he was a first-round pick, right? Like, I'm not sure. High, I, I hate that I always use Daniel Pye as this example because it sounds like, a, like it's slandering a person. But, like, I love when somebody is a high draft pick. It doesn't work out in that, like, they're not a Hall of Famer, but they're like, 
I'll tell you what, I'm awesome at this. And I've just been around for like 15 years. I'm having like, (laughs) if you think I'm not going to have a full career, like there is no shame in being a bottom six forward or a bottom pairing defenseman or even a backup goalie. The fun thing about Brendan Smith is that he's not only a bottom six forward, he's also a third pairing defenseman. (laughs) Like pretty neat. Get you a man who can do both. And I don't. Drake and Paramore on his It's an interesting debate uh, to like whether he would be whether he'd still be in the league if he if he didn't have that versatility to him but I'm glad that he's still around it's uh, I like the Smith family for like they've both put together really respectable careers while not being like Riley Smith like has been a top of the lineup kind of I was player. Gonna say, yeah, it's R- Riley Smith is for sure too good to, but he's uh, been but he's been doubted at like every stop that he's ever played every, except for Vegas we've talked about everywhere Riley Smith goes a team trades him to free up money to sign a worse player. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And God, like I I know like he's not the most electric guy in the world or whatever, does but a lot I'm of like, things right though. Yeah. I'm like so. score some goals, man. Shout he does out that. the uh shout out the devil, shout out Brendan Smith. Hell of a night. Uh we will be back tomorrow. Can't wait to talk to you. We will be joined by Anthony Duclair. Yeah, we got him. (laughs) And it's the best conversation. Can't wait for you to hear it. We will talk to you tomorrow. Kisses.